for those of you that are new to this live stream, if you see me looking over here, I'm talking to Instagram. If I'm looking here, I am multicasting to Facebook, to LinkedIn, and to YouTube. And today we are talking about the Master of Love. We've been doing a book study for the past several weeks. It's taken us a while to get through such a tiny little book just with all the stuff that's going on, with you know all the stuff that's been going on. Not only with family, but traveling and that type of thing. I'm really hoping we can get to this book in December so that we can move on to maybe even some different type of lessons. But again, I like this book because it starts to help you understand the art of having a true and real relationship that's not based on these falsities and this conditioning that we have been um, taught through our upbringing, through our experiences, through our traumas, whatever. Today, specifically, we are on chapter five in this book. So maybe close to halfway done. And we're talking about the elements of a perfect relationship. There is a such thing as a perfect relationship. However, what you have been taught is a perfect relationship may not be what you think it is. And so this specific chapter, hey, Andrea, this specific chapter is going to break down the mastery of love and break down what a perfect relationship truly looks like so that we don't get caught in these situations where we are pairing up with other people or forming bonds with other people and then experiencing stress, getting all out of balance, and just losing our own self and our own energy in the process. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. Um, and this book is by Don Miguel Ruiz. Ruiz? Ruiz. <laughs> For all the people that have not read this book, and if you want to catch up on where we started with this conversation, the whole playlist is over on YouTube. Okay, so imagine a perfect relationship. You are always intensely happy with your partner because you live with the perfect man or perfect woman, and the key is for you. How would you describe your life with this person? Now, he's going to relate it to a pet, so just kind of try to take the deeper meaning of the message that he's trying to portray in his metaphor, but he says... Well, the way you relate to this person will be exactly the way you relate with a dog. A dog is a dog. It doesn't matter what you do, it's going to be a dog. You're not going to change a dog for a cat or a dog for a horse. The dog is just what it is. Just by accepting this same type of attitude or just by accepting these same facts in your relationships with other people, it's going to be very important to you. For those of you that are in the Personal Mastery Membership, we, um, this month we're talking about detachment and we're talking about, let, talking about letting go and how to move forward more healthily. And part of it is learning to look at life in this way where you are just accepting what is. It doesn't mean you have to be with it. It doesn't mean you have to bond. It just means that you have to accept what is and then decide from there. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm intrigued to see what you all think of this because I think that what we've been conditioned to think is the perfect relationship is not always so. That's what Andrea says. She's intrigued with the perfect relationship. Okay, so what he's saying right now is that if you love your dog, you're not trying to change your dog into a cat or a cat into a horse or whatever he just said. Um, and I want you to understand this when you start to think about what a perfect relationship looks like in your own life. And hey, Rotonda... 
All right, so just accepting this fact in your relationships with other humans is very important. And it doesn't have to be just your intimate relationships, right? It is how are you accepting your mom or your dad or your boss or your um you're anybody that you're in a relationship with. We always try to read into it, to change it, to understand it, to make it a little bit more deeper than what it is when truly what you see is what you get and it is what it is. You cannot change other people. You love them the way that they are or you don't. So that's how you start to get closer to the perfect relationship, right? We want to love potential. We want to love what was. We want to understand what wasn't. We want to do all of the things. But to be, you can make your relationships and your love so simple just by, number one, understanding that you can't change other people. And you either love them the way that you that, that they are or you don't. And that doesn't mean that we all stay the same throughout our relationships. So this is important to understand that even as you progress or even if the person that you have been with you was this charming person, they told you all these lies or whatever, that they might have even thought it was true at this time. But if you start to even find out that what the person that you have a month, two months, three months down the road is not the same person that you thought that you had, then the key is not to try to change them or try to go back and recapture the past. It's about learning to accept people the way that they are or you don't. This is deep. It sounds simple, but it's deep. To try to change them is to make them fit what you want them to be. It's like trying to change a dog for a cat or a cat for a horse, and that's a fact. They are what they are. They are what they are. If you have a liar, they are what they are. If you have a cheater, they are what they are. Even if a month ago they were the most beautiful person that you've ever met, this moment now is the real moment. And so this is what you base your connections off of. And it doesn't mean, again, that you can't bond with certain people. Because, um, you know, for some of us, there are some tumultuous relationships with our parents and things like that. But what it does mean is that they are what they are. So spending energy trying to change them, trying to understand them, trying to get them to see your point of view is a lot of wasted time and added resistance into the relationship that subconsciously creates even more of that type of energy, which creates this cycle where it makes it hard for you to move forward and form bonds with people. So he says they are what they are and you are with you what you are. You dance or you don't dance. You need to be completely honest with yourself to say what it is that you want and see if you're willing to dance or not. This is important too. I used to be like this. So how many of you have entered into a relationship? And again, because of the way that you've been brought up, you feel like the person that you're with should have the same views on what is acceptable in that relationship. And so you expect your partner to read your mind, right? Because you treat them a certain way. This is what you think true love is. This is how you think that people should act in a relationship. And so rather than make yourself vulnerable and tell the person that you're with what you need, you would rather 
I maybe get resentful because they're not giving you what you need or um, get confused or any of those other things instead of being brave in your relationships. Well, first of all, knowing yourself so that you're brave enough in your relationships to ask for what it is that you want. You need to be completely honest with yourself to say what you want and see if you're willing to dance or not. Because the, the thing, the power in that and how you get a perfect relationship is because now there is no guessing. You can only be responsible for yourself. And we talked about that last week. So if you are responsible for yourself, you're doing the work, you know yourself, you show up, you communicate very clearly what it is that you want in the relationship. That means that the person that you are in the relationship with has a, a, a choice. They can either meet you halfway and give you what you need in that relationship or they don't. And there's nothing wrong with them if they don't want to give you what it is that, that you need. But what it is, is you being honest and opening up that opportunity for them to show up for you. And if they don't do it because you've been open and honest and vulnerable rather, rather than playing these games and bonding out of fear and bringing all your past trauma into the current, what you will see is that then the choice becomes yours. Because you told them what you want, they either give it to you or you don't. And it's your choice to say, well, am I willing to still dance or not? And if you continue to dance in a relationship like that, then there's nothing wrong with that other person. Why are you allowing yourself to be in relationships with people that you really, truly don't want to dance with? Why are you dancing with people you don't want to dance with? Andrea said... That's the saying, it is what it is. Closed mouth, don't get fed. You have to say what you need. You do. And it can be really hard because for a lot of us, we don't even know what we need. We've been taught that we are supposed to want certain things in our relationships. We maybe don't know ourselves enough because we haven't spent enough time connecting with our true authentic self. Whole conversation, podcast on it, you can go figure that out. But until you start to do that type of work, you really still, even if you were trying to communicate honestly, if you haven't done that work and you're not living from your power place and you are not connected to that soul level of who you are, even when you try to communicate what it is that you truly want, most of the time you are being dishonest. And then Andrea said, because they feel like they're going to change, right? But this is the thing. Yes, people can change, but why do we always feel like we need to be around to facilitate the change? Because honestly and truly, these people change. We all change because we want to change. We're not usually forced to change. We're not usually inspired to change. And there's so much more abundance out there that you could have a relationship and connect with people on the level that you really want instead of waiting and trying to inspire and trying to manipulate other people to show up for us the way that we want them to. And anytime you bring that type of manipulation into a relationship, even if you have the best intentions around it, you are creating subconscious resistance in that relationship. And usually you don't end up getting what you want. So think about all those times where you wanted somebody to change and think about the statistics around them actually changing, especially permanent. It's very rare. It's usually because they decided they wanted to do it. 
All right, so he says, you must understand this point because it is very important. When you truly understand, you are likely to see what is true about others and not just what you want to see. You can start to see the truth in other people and not just what you want to see. This is important too. And then Andrea said, because some people feel like they have the magic to make them change. It's the ego that takes over. It's the ego that takes over, right? That's number one. Or number two, um, maybe you don't love yourself enough. Maybe you don't believe that there's a such thing as a perfect relationship. So you're willing to put up with a little bit of crap because you think that every relationship has a little bit of crap. So it could be a little bit of that. Um, it could be fear, right? Some of us would rather have whatever it is that we have in front of us, because we feel like the world is not abundant enough for us to have what it is that we truly want, like a lack. There's a lack of viable people to be in a relationship with, even if they are of poor quality. If you feel like you have the magic to try to change somebody, that means that you are, it's, yes, it's the ego, but it's also something more deeper and more internal into you where you feel like, you need to be that savior for people. And when you start to even enter into a relationship where you want to be a savior to other people, what are you automatically creating in that relationship? I called it resistance because for other people, it's gonna, for all of us, it's going to be something different. But when you think you have the magic to, sh to save somebody, especially if they don't want to be saved, then you start to create codependent bonds in your relationships. And again, it's for you, if you have that particular pattern, that codependence is the resistance that I'm talking about that does not facilitate you bonding in a healthy and truly loving way. So when you understand that it is what it is, people are what they are, you are the one that is responsible for yourself for showing up for communicating and then people can give you what you they need or not. And then you are honest with yourself and say, well, I don't want to dance with that person and you can walk away. What you start to see is that relationships become very easy because like Andrea said, you're not looking for this magic in somebody. You're not fearful about somebody. You're not thinking, oh, well, they're 80%. I can help them and inspire them and see the potential in them to be 100%. You can just understand that what you are looking at is true instead of what it is that you want to see. Um, all right. So he says, if you own a dog or a cat, think about how you relate to your pet. Let's consider your relationship with a dog, for example. The animal knows how to have a per perfect relationship with you. When your dog does something wrong, what do you do with your dog? A dog doesn't care what you do. It just loves you. It doesn't have any expectations. And isn't that wonderful? But what about your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife? They have so many expectations and they change all the time. The dog is responsible for his half of the relationship with you. One half of the relationship is completely normal. And think about this. The normal part of you having a relationship with your pet is usually the dog's half, the pet's half, not your half. Because you, even in those type of relationships, there's still, um, there's still is a little bit of expectation and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, so when you come home, the dog barks at you, it wags its tail, it pants because it's so happy to see you, it does its part well, and you know it's the perfect dog. 
Your part is almost perfect also. You handle your responsibility, you feed your dog, you take care of your dog, you play with your dog, you love your dog unconditionally, you would do almost anything for your dog. You do your part perfectly and your dog does its part perfectly as well. Most people can easily imagine this kind of a relationship with their dog, but here, here's a good question he asks. But why not with a woman or a man or we just say a human? How can you imagine this relationship with a dog or an animal or a pet, but you can't imagine the same type of relationship with a human? Do you know any woman or any man who is not perfect? The dog is a dog and that's okay with you, right? You just accept that dog. You don't need to be responsible for your dog to make it be a dog. The dog doesn't try to make you be a good human or a good master. Then why can't we allow a woman to be a woman or a man to be a man and love the human just the way he or she is without trying to change that person? And that's where we get into what we talked about last week, where the reason why we can't do it is because we don't know how to love on a really deep level, on an authentic level, on an unconditional level because of all the things that we've been through. He says, perhaps you're thinking, but what if I am not with the right woman or man? And that's a very important question, he says. Of course, you have to choose the right woman or the right man. And what is the right woman or the right man? Someone who wants to go in the same direction as you do. Someone who's compatible with your views and your values emotionally, physically, economically, and spiritually. How do you know if your partner is right for you? So let's see what he says here. How do you know if your partner is right for you? Let's imagine that you are a man and a woman is going to choose you. And if there are a hundred women looking for a man and each will look at you as a possibility for how many of these women will you be the right man? Guess what the answer is? You don't know. And that is why you need to explore and you need to take the risk. But we're scared to do that, right? We're scared to put ourselves out there. We're scared to be vulnerable. We're scared to tell people how we truly feel. We're scared to connect on the deep level, even though we say that that's what we want in our relationships. But the thing is, you are not going to know if your partner is right for you. And even if your partner, I tell people this all the time, even if your partner is right for you right now, that doesn't mean that your partner will always be right for you, right? It is what it is. People are allowed to be who they are. And you make that decision if you still want to dance with them through the progression of whatever relationship it is, not change them to what they were in the past or hold on to what you had in the past. So you don't know. This is why you need to explore and take the risk. But I can tell you that the right woman for you is the woman you love just the way she is. The woman you don't have the need to change at all. That is the right woman for you. You are lucky if you find the right woman for you. And at the same time, you are the right man for her. You are going to be the right man for her. If she loves you just the way that you are and doesn't want to change you, she doesn't have to be responsible for you. She can trust that you are going to be what you claim you are, what you project you are. She can be as honest as possible and project to you who, what she is. 
She will not come to you pretending to be something that you later discover is not. And you, the same thing. A lot of us show up with our um, best personalities on or we mold to a person's personality that we need because we want them to like us. And that will start to unfold as a soul as the other stuff starts to crop up. So how long can you continue to bring these facades in your relationship and think that you're going to create these loving, lasting bonds? The one who loves you loves you just the way that you are. Loves you just the way that you are. Because if someone wants to change you, it means that you are not what the person wants. Then why is she with you? And I want you to ask yourself this question too for your relationships. Because remember, we can only control ourselves. So if you want to change people that you are in a relationship with, then they are not what you want. So why are you in the relationship with them? I think we will stop there. We will pick up tomorrow with maybe the rest of chapter five. Yeah, we only have a little bit left in chapter five. So we'll pick up with the rest of the discussion. If you have any questions about what we talked about, go ahead and type them in the comment box. Ratana said beautiful. And it is beautiful. The hard part is that, again, we mismatch because instead of being brave enough and um accepted enough to know that there's an abundance of love and there's our person out there for us, we would rather out of lack and scarcity make decisions where we bond with these people that are not what it is that we want, thinking that we can change or fix things when that trigger, that clue when you start to do that is that you don't really like the person that you see right now. So why are you with them? All right, so before I let you go, for those of you that want to know when I go live, you want reminders and you also want a free class so that you can take this information about this internal exploration and growth and take it a step further, then you can text the word MASTERY to the following phone number. The number is 833-231-4407 and I'll send you a link to a free class so that you can start the inner exploration to restore your connection to yourself, create balance in your life, decrease stress, start to tap into that power place that I talk about so you can make these authentic or make these decisions from your authentic self. And if you need help, you've tried to do this, it's not working and you want to just get help taking it a little bit deeper with one-on-one -on -one support then I am accepting a few private clients. So you can also check the description box where you're watching this video to get information about coaching or you can um, go to yashikasintuition.com forward slash links and there should be a little button you can click to learn more about coaching. Otherwise, I will see you all tomorrow and we'll finish up chapter five. All right, take care. Bye.